Hey, this is Akuya Jamfi, and you're listening to TBB Talks, a podcast where we from the British Blacklist bring you our conversations with creative black folk from the UK and across the globe. We'll be talking to up and comings, headline popping, and the legends from screen, stage, music, and literature. Basically, if they're creative, we'll be talking to them. And we hope to shed some insight into their lives, the work that they choose, who their inspirations are, how they stay motivated, and more importantly, how they keep sane being black in the arts and entertainment world. How are you anyway? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. I can't believe this is our first interview after how long we've crossed paths. It's been a while. I know, right? I'm glad it's happening. So, jumping straight in, you're in this show, Pure. Can you tell us what it's all about? So, Pure is about a young woman called Marnie who leaves Scotland after having some kind of troubling event happen in her life. And it's basically her journey into finding out that she has a condition nicknamed Pure O which is a form of OCD not commonly known about, but um, just as debilitating and serious as the one that we all know. So she comes to London and meets a crew of people that she has, like, will-they-won't-they they romances with. And, well, I'm talking about my character in particular, but, yeah, that's basically it. This is a, an interesting topic to have a comedy series about. What was it that you saw in the script and the storyline that made you say, yeah, this is something you want to you jump in and get involved in? Yeah, it's a good question. So when I first read it, I didn't actually know it was based on um, Rose Cartwright's memoirs because okay. it's a. I didn't. I didn't know it was based on a real condition. So from the get go, I read it and I just liked the script. I just thought it was funny. I thought it was sweet. There was a scene that I had to read between my character and Marnie's character, Joe and Marnie, and I just thought it was really sweet where they were trying to work each other out, and it was like they were being a bit flirty but not sure how they could be with each other. So I just liked the script, and then after meeting Anil and the team, I was like, oh, this is a real condition this is based on on real stuff you know um so i thought it was good from the get-go and then i found it was like grounded in a reality and it's not i should say it's not directly adapted from her memoir but it's based on her experiences having pure joe so who is joe what's joe's goal and how did you define and develop his character it was really nice playing joe because he's just your boy next door he's a nice guy he's from london he's a bit trendy but also a bit nerdy and I try to be trendy, but I definitely know I'm nerdy. <laughs> so I guess that, I guess I related to that part of him. And in terms of developing him, it was more just because I joined the project quite close to shooting. I think I had like two weeks. It was more about just having those conversations with the director and making sure we were steering him in the right. Because also the final few episodes weren't developed yet. They were still they weren't written yet. Sorry, so they were still being developed. So it was kind of like an on-set conversation you know moving forward and just making sure that we were leaving enough open so that we could go in a few directions i had a lot of fun playing him because he's just sort of really genuine generous guy you know it's interesting having a project develop on the go is this the first time you've been on something like that have you ever been on a project before where the story is kind of evolving as it goes along and how does that affect you as an actor because i mean i suppose imagine the worst case scenario is that everything goes in a mad direction i don't know if that is realistic if that ever really happens and then everyone's kind of a bit unsure of what's going on you know you, you can't you're not necessarily in control of it because you don't know where your character's going to end yeah. up you know hanging off a cliff ledge you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so what was that like <laughs> um well you know what i have been involved in a lot of projects where they're being developed as we're going especially doing a lot of plays and a lot of theater and a lot of new plays and new writing i've been involved where things are changing on a daily basis on a weekly basis where the writers come back with new scenes and you know new endings and so i'm kind of used to it in that sense and i've been on a few films and TV projects where that's also been the case and I don't find it much of an obstacle apart from that you just want to make sure you're making the right choices mm. and what you said about character is if you ground
ground it in a firm character and you know what his intentions, his wants and needs are, then you can put them in any situation. So no matter what the episode entails, you know what kind of reaction this person might have to such and such event. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Adapt at will, as we do in life anyway, I suppose. Yeah, and I should say, I find it kind of exciting. Yeah. You know? Because, like, what's going to happen? That's, I guess, that's in a way, that's what life is like when you're, you know, you're trying to make things happen. You're like, what is actually going to happen? And there's a bit of fear that comes with that, but um, also quite a lot of excitement. Is this your first major channel series, right? Oh, yeah, I'd say so. Support, supporting role, but yeah, main cast and on Channel 4. Yeah, so it's kind of a first for me, which is amazing, right? Because I've been doing it for maybe 10 years. And yeah. so, yeah, yeah, it is kind of the first thing, I suppose. I know you've done a lot of work, but it's just the fact that you've got quite a quiet soul about you. Maybe your friends were like, he's not like that. Don't let him gas you. <laughs> but in your persona, in your day to day, when I've seen you, you're quite quiet, yeah. humble. And it's like, you've got the creatives who feel like they've got to be on social media. They've got to be interviews everywhere they've got to be really prominent because that will advance their career and there's others like and yeah. i feel like you're in this bracket where you just keep trucking you've been doing things you've been in a hollywood film like red tails you've been in the bill you've been in the usual rites of passage shows and then you've had these other projects and then you're just here quietly ticking along are you surprised at either how long it's taken or has it been par for the course are you like yeah this is like i've taken my natural steps and do you ever feel pressure that you're not as noisily up in lights as others have been that's such a good it's such a good question i feel a lot of things about all of what you said firstly i should say i'm i am quite a shy person so it takes me a while sometimes to warm to people or just i'm naturally introverted and i can be extrovert but more time i'm introverted so that's probably why i'm a bit a bit quieter and it's a bit harder work for me to be like yeah i should talk about this show yeah i should talk about this film because you're just trying to not be cringe <laughs> most of the time and then regarding the trajectory of like how things have gone for me yeah at times you know there's disappointment and you're like oh i wish i was doing this and i wish i was doing that and i think that's um natural but I'll be totally honest with you, and I'm not just saying this because it sounds really cool or, you know, it's probably cliche, but I'm really grateful for the way things have worked out because actually there's been projects that I've really, really wanted to do that I was close to getting, you know, things that would have really changed a lot in my life, and I didn't get them. And then in hindsight, I've looked back and gone, I wasn't ready for them either, you know? Yeah. And I'm grateful for that because you can be exposed quite young or naive, not young in age, but young in experience, and then be shown for not having what I think you need to, to really shine in those roles. And it's been a while, but I'm really happy that I've had the time to develop and get better and more confident, you know? So I am content, but I'm still ambitious. <laughs> I think having a level head about this industry is the best way to be because the expectations are a lot, and especially in this climate with diversity and having visibility and better representation of us on screen and behind the camera, there's a lot of stuff going on and you can just simply start saying yes to loads of things. So how do you keep saying mm -hmm. in this madness and who is it that keeps you like, okay, calm down, love. <laughs> this is <laughs> going to be all right. Don't stress. What do you do even those moments of stress and who do, or who do you turn to? It's hard to say what other people should do because I think different things work for different people. But sure. for me, thinking about it as you're, as you're asking me, I just have good people around me. Mm. And also I have people around me who are like really successful and doing really well and have maintained some kind of real balance between not letting that get to their heads, but just be, still being a good person, still supporting their friends, still doing their family duties. And I love that, you know? And the people that are um, taking it away from my close circle, the people that I've worked with and met, like masters of the craft, you know, actors and actresses. And the ones who I rate the most are the most chilled people, the most 
non-egotistical, giving, generous people. And I guess that's the kind of person I want to be, where it's like, okay, I get to a level where I'm really good at what I do, but I'm able to sort of make everyone around me feel good too and feel like we're, you know, we're in this together and there's no, like, look at me. Yeah. It's a really strange position to be in because as an actor, there's loads of light, there's a lot of light shone on you. Yeah. And then being, being a shy, introverted person is actually quite, navigating that space is just interesting sometimes, you know? Doing press, doing publicity is, is great, but then it's part of you that's like, oh, I just want to be in, you know, yeah. a little den, yeah. a little cave by myself, yeah. you know? I enjoy it. I do enjoy it. I think it's perfectly fine to be as human as you can in these places because also a dog-eat-dog, very nasty, has got a dark side to it as well. So you really do need to be really sensible about how you navigate it. So what was your biggest learning moment for you as an actor working on Pure? Did you have any kind of revelations about yourself and your skill or just even working with this group of people, the cast and maybe the the crew behind it? One of my best experiences was working with Charlie. Okay. Because it's her first big thing. It's almost one of her first jobs, but it's not. She's been doing a lot of uh, comedy stuff and a lot of plays and stuff. Working with her and just watching her just shine, like she's so good. And it's like, I could not do what you're doing at your age. And she's doing an accent, you know? It's like, (laughs) it's just, it was incredible to be around. So I've just really loved witnessing, witnessing that, being there and her foray into like the public domain yeah that's quite generous uh, i don't know we connected like, yeah. straight away i don't know if you've seen it yet but the first episode where she vomits on the street that was the first thing we shot and it was freezing it was so cold i could not describe to you how cold it was mm-hmm. and we just bonded that day it was like i don't know the cold made us bond i mean a vomit <laughs> then, scene um... will definitely bond you with someone <laughs> <laughs> i mean of all the scenes you know what i mean yeah it's either gonna be we're gonna be best friends or we're gonna hate each other but yeah, yeah. we went in the right direction oh, that's brilliant so what um Favourite scene from this, like, or one that people should really look out for? Favourite scene? Oh, man. There's a few. Let me think, let me think, let me think. Okay, let me ask you this. Favourite okay, scene to do or favourite scene to watch? Go on, go on, go on. Okay, no. Uh, I was going to say favourite scenes for us to look out for, but I was actually going to say, is, is there, are there any scenes in this that we'd be like, rah, this would seen this dude in another light? That were you I was in like, me. Yeah, that you killed it, or you were like, yeah, people are going to be a bit, a bit shocked at seeing me like this. Is there anything like that in this shit? I'm trying to get all the Oh, yeah. Things. Like, it's my... It's my... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of intrusive thoughts because it's part of the condition, yeah. right? And so I'm involved in a few of those intrusive thoughts. And so, Sorry, yeah, people pause, that know me... Pause, pause, Intrusive means sexy because obviously she's got a condition out here. So are you trying to be polite? <laughs> well, no, no. To be clear, to be clear, intrusive doesn't just mean sexual because for, for this character it means sexual, but for other characters it's like buildings imploding, it's violence, it's okay. um, it's just lit- thoughts that you're not trying to consciously have, but you can't stop having them. And then, but in this character's case, which is which was the same with Rose who wrote the book, she, it was sexual. Yes. So. Yeah, I'm involved in a few of those intrusive thoughts. And yeah, that might be a bit shocking, but I think they're really tastefully done and true to, you know, I don't have the condition, but from speaking to Rose, and I know that this show's in, been been approved by like Mind and oh, OCD Action. So it, it's true to the condition from, from my understanding. So yeah, probably that, I'd say. Okay, cool, fair enough. And what's coming up next for you? I've got a few things, you know, I'm trying my best to plug, but without being cringe. Um, well, it's not being um, cringe if you talk like, as long as you're not like, yeah, man, I'm doing all of it because I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I filmed a few things last year. Last year I did a Charles Dickens adaptation with Amanda Annucci called uh, The Personal History of David Copperfield. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm not, not sure when that comes out, but um, that's maybe this year, hopefully. And then I did a TV series for Sky called Brassic with Joe Gilgan and Michelle Keegan. And right now I'm filming The Trial of Christine Keeler for BBC, which was the, based on the government scandal that happened in the 60s. And uh, yeah, playing a real-life character called, he passed away a couple of years ago, but his name was uh, Aloysius Lucky Gordon. Very different projects, actually, you know, different tones, different areas. It's been really cool. It's been a really, like, a good year for variety. Oh, it's good. It sounds good. I'm really excited to see your journey and see Thank the you. day when I see you and you're like, I can't talk to you, I'm too famous. I'm seriously. <laughs> Never. Come on, man. You think I'm going to be doing that? I'll be clinging on to you. I'll be like, yo, I know someone. What's going on? You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. So thank you so much, Anthony. It's been brilliant speaking to you. Um, and looking forward to enjoying the series. Yeah, I hope you like it. Yeah, you enjoy I'll, it. I'll let you know. Yeah, do, do, do. Please. All right. Thanks so much. All right. I'll see you soon. Take, Take care. care. Bye. Bye-bye.